You're listening to a podcast of Spurious Morality. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of a podcast of Spurious Morality. It's our second bonus episode in the week. It's almost like there's been some kind of big Doctor Who event in the last few days. Um, We are here this time to talk about Tegan, who obviously made a triumphant return in The Power of the Doctor. Uh, With me, I have Mansoor. Hello. And I have Mark. Hello. So, and I am, of course, Johnston. I keep forgetting to introduce myself. I do this. I listen back to so many episodes when I'm editing and go, oh, I didn't say my name. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yes, as I said, we're here to talk about Tegan. Um, as along with Ace, uh, the Ace bonus episode should have been online a couple of days ago. Uh, along with Ace, Tegan has made a return to Doctor Who after I think it was thirty-eight years. Uh, was said in the episode. Um, it, it, it was great to see Tegan again. It's great to see any character returning to Doctor Who. I think, but uh, Tegan was an excellent choice. Um, so I'm going to dive straight in. I'll ask you first, Mansoor. Just talk to me a little bit about uh, what you thought of Tegan's role in the episode. Uh, yeah, it was great. Like I was, uh, like I was excited about both of them coming back, but probably out of the two, uh, a slight preference for uh, Ace because that's when I started watching the show. But um, yeah, Tegan's great. I was, uh, I think, but with both Ace and Tegan they've pulled off the trick of making them believably older, but also recapturing or maintaining aspects of the characters that we love. Uh, and um, as we said in our last bonus episode, massive, massive highlight was the, the the hologram bit with the fifth doctor. And I don't think we said on the last one, but just like, uh, I, I, I've been a bit variable on some of the, um, some of the some of the writing in this era, era I'll say there's been bits that have been great and bits that are not so great but that that just the economy of the way the fifth doctor just says Adric in that moment was just so like deft and expertly performed by Peter Davison as well and and Janet um yeah that whole moment was just really amazing yeah it was it was absolutely beautiful it was just played perfectly written perfectly um, it, 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 both of those hologram moments, uh, the Tegan one and the Ace one, were highlights of the entire era, really. Um, Mark, would you like to add anything about Tegan's role in the episode? Yeah, well, I'm probably the oldest person you've had on this podcast to date, I think. And in fact, I'm old enough to remember season 19 going out at the time, you know, watching it on broadcast. So Tegan, for me, that that TARDIS team, that season 19 TARDIS team is, is very much my formative. I was four years old at the time. And then I was, um, I think I just turned 12 when season 26 ended. So, th- so those companions are very much bookends to my whole, like, you know, childhood experience of Doctor Who. But for me, Tegan in particular, um, you know, I just, she, she's my favorite companion. And so... It was incredibly important to me that when they brought her back, they brought her back right, you know, and and you know you go in hopeful but wary, and I think they they got it spot on. I think for, for all the reasons Mansour just said, um, she'd been written. You know, you could you could see you know all those thirty eight years 
on her, but but at the same time, you know, there was something of that that feisty, I guess, if that's the right word, um, you know, side of her that was always there. And um, yeah, and 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 as Mansour says, you know, it was that hologram exchange that was, that was the real clincher of the thing. You know, what, what, they, they got that so right with, with as, you, as he said, that the, the word, you know, just just that word Adric. And, and the entire 38 years of separation just fell away and everything was understood and nothing more needed to be said really. And um, yeah, I, I thought, I thought she, she was, she, I mean, and, and Janet came back, you know, like, like, like Sophie, like she, she, they're not, you know, they haven't been on TV that often in, in recent years, particularly Janet, like Janet stepped away from acting entirely for so long and um, was essentially retired and did other jobs. And, um, to come back and just so fully inhabit that character again with such heart um, uh, was was fabulous. You know, yeah, I just, I just, it was everything I could have hoped for, really. And, and um, yeah, I'm just so grateful that it, that it all came together so well. Just, just the like, number of nods to the past, generally through this episode, but also specifically with Tegan. I was just remembering just things like the acknowledgement of what happened to her aunt, Aunt Vanessa. Yes. Because um, this this is the thing. Because uh, yeah, I didn't see Tegan Tegan's stories when they went out, but I did. I was watching all of that eras um, on on VHS around that time um, during the the later eighties. And um, one thing that that you notice looking back on it with Nissa as well, like they have these horrible tragedies when they join the TARDIS, and they're kind of nodded to during the initial story, and then not really acknowledged again. Um, so after however many decades, it's, it's just, it's been a long time coming to just have some acknowledgement of that history with the master. I suspect that, uh, the power of the doctor probably doubled the number of references to Aunt Vanessa post Nicopolis, <laughs> actually. Um, I'm pretty sure she gets a mention at some point in season 19, but that's probably it. Um, so yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was great to have a reference to that and acknowledgement that before Tegan had even met the doctor, the master had sort of altered her life in such a horrible way. Um, yeah, it, it was just, it, uh, there were, there were a lot of references in it, a lot of references to sort of classic doctor who, but I think they were all very cleverly done and very well placed. It didn't feel gratuitous. It didn't feel like, Oh, you know, let's just talk about Aunt Vanessa. There was an emotional kick there. Um, you know, this is the same master. It's the same Teague. And these two have a really sort of dark personal history. Um, and I'm really glad that they didn't just reference it. It was something that the episode kind of actively played up towards. Um, it was very, very well done. Uh, same with the sort of cat person reference to Ace. Um, just establishing that history there. Um, and I also think that leaving Tegan in Unit HQ and pitting her against the Cybermen when, you know, as the one word sort of showed Adric, there is history between Tegan and the Cybermen. There's, there's more personal history between Tegan and the Cybermen than near enough any other companion, really. Um, with the possible exceptions of Nissa and Bill, I suppose. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought it was it, it was very very well done, and it 
the way the characters, both Tegan and Ace, the way their continuities were kind of woven into the plots just to give the story that little bit more of emotional impact. I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Um, well, as we talked about uh, in the Ace episode, just sort of highlights, best Ace stories and so on, I'm going to ask you both the same kind of thing about Tegan. So TV, comic, audio, book, choose whatever you like. Uh, what are the best Tegan stories to look out for? Uh, you go first, Mansoor. Uh, so there's the uh, two stories or, or kind of trilogy, really, of, I'm trying to remember the names now, the the Harvest, which is a seven ace and hex story, and then you've got the reaping and the gathering. And um, I think that was the first time uh Janet came back to performed stories uh to to big finish um and it's a little bit of a, a downbeat um backstory for what's been happening to her over the last few decades but uh yeah i i really enjoyed that as an individual uh, appearance for her and also as part of that wider loose trilogy um what else on TV, um, yeah, just as most of what she's in, uh, like the the exit was like the, the sort of final exit. Um, uh, I uh, what was that? Was that uh, rem- I get my resurrection? Resurrection. Resurrection yeah. of the Daleks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's again. It's a little bit. Well, it's very sort of downbeat. The the ending, but. It was very in character that she leaves on her terms. She makes a decision um, and just decides that it's it's not it's not fun anymore. She just wants to wants to step aside. Uh, and it was different because, like, the kind of expectation at that point with the classic series was people get married off or occasionally they die. Or um, so yeah, that was something different and very in character for her. Uh, and yeah, it's just a good story as well. And yeah, those would be my highlights. Oh, I will say as well, actually, the whole, uh, I know she's not in Traken, but the Keeper of Traken, Legopolis, Castrovalva trilogy, because it was it came out as a VHS and DVD box set, I think, because uh, they do, they span two seasons, but they, they sort of form a bit of a loose master trilogy. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I think her introduction in that is great, and they're, they're also three really great consecutive stories that I remember watching loads on on VHS. Uh, so those would be my highlights. I'm trying to think about books. Uh, was she in? I know Nissa was in Goth Opera, but was Tegan in that as well? Yeah, uh, yeah she was. Yeah. So that was like the first. Virgin Missing Adventure, and I remember, I remember that being a book that I enjoyed. So that would be my suggestion for a book with her to look into. It's it's another one that I've never read. I'll have to uh, get hold of that. Wasn't it released kind of in conjunction with a uh, new adventure as well? Am I right? Yeah, there was a nice nice thing they were doing with a lot of the so so Virgin Virgin Publishing were doing books during the nineties. They originally started with the new adventures, carrying on for the seventh Doctor and Ace. Um, and then they started doing the missing adventures with past doctors. And yes, with the very first missing adventure, goth opera, 
they did a linked story in the in the new adventures range which was blood harvest um and it sort of went the wrong way around for the doctor so um yeah so he, he meets one of the villains out of order uh and you sort of see the connection right at the end i'll uh i'll have to track them both down and give them a go sometime yeah. um what about you mark what are your tegan highlights there's a temptation to just say everything because I just think <laughs> I just think she's you know um, well she you know she is my favorite companion and I just don't think there's ever a story in which you know certainly no performed story by Janet she's ever phoned it in or anything like that the stories themselves may be variable but I think and I think she it's an interesting thing because sometimes companions as as, as initially sketched out on paper um, there's not a great deal there you know just uh, Australian air, air hostess, you know, um, and and then the actor comes in and brings just tons of themselves to it, and so much heart and so much, and and, and I think a lot of the there's a, there's this sense of kind of you know brittle vulnerability in Tegan that that um, she, she can seem like quite a hard person from the outside, but you see how loyal and how um, emotional a person she is, and you know, and these strong emotional attachments that that actually happen you know you mentioned there a moment ago Mansur, the the, the fantastic trilogy and uh, like castor valve is my all-time favorite story but that, but that you know is very much that i think it was paul cornell who said that was the the b-side to the a-side that is um logopolis you can't really have one without the other because they flow together so well and, and tegan's a great sort of bridge in the middle of all that and um she look, look how loyal she becomes to the doctor so quickly like she's she's the one that insists on carrying the the coffin so to speak you know towards the end of that you know that story in castor valva and um and i sort of get a bit defensive on her behalf because there's this there seems to be this received wisdom that's still abroad that tegan did nothing but complain through her entire tenure and want to go home and she was just a pain to be with and i actually think that stops somewhere in around um the visitation you don't really get any more of that um, and even prior to that, whatever situation she's thrown into in the interim, she's you know she's not um, she's not unaffected and she's not unengaged with those situations. And um, if something like Kinder, um, that that's an incredible Tegan story. It's, it's maybe the obvious one to choose Kinder and Snake Dance because that that affects her on such a personal level. Um, but you know, and, and and all that stuff about going into her mind and and. and um, how, how it leaves her afterwards, and and um, I I just think the way the way it's written and the way it's performed is just such a you know those two those two Christopher Bailey stories for her are fantastic. Um, I think you also get that thing. There's a there's that trilogy, the Black Guardian trilogy, um, where Nissa leaves and and Te- Tegan and Nissa's departure, or you know saying goodbye scene is really heartbreaking in that but also you get um turlo coming on board and the way she initially is quite um hostile to him and, and very distrustful but but i think part of it is she doesn't want to get close to somebody again because um i think i think she finds goodbyes very she's, she's a bit like the doctor that way you know she finds goodbyes hard and she i think she's just a really very multifaceted character that just gets um very often put down as a character that's this this sort of complaining kind of she was described as a gobby Australian even even in in a Matt Smith story and 
that's such a reductive thing for the doctor to be saying about one of his oldest friends. And I, I really like that last night's story kind of redressed the balance there somewhat. Uh, I've slightly drifted off the point. Other stories, I mean, in, in the audios, God, there's so many where she's just she's just great. I I, uh, I just completed the the Chameleon trilogy there recently, and um, again, that sort of element of of distrust um, of somebody new on board the TARDIS, and then gradually kind of uh, forging a bit of loyalty and, and, a, and a good friendship there. I think that's really well played by, by, by Janet and it's actually quite beautifully written as well. Um, so God, there's, there's all sorts of things I could mention, but I'll, I better stop there because I will ramble for way too long otherwise. That, that was a really interesting point about um, Turlough because uh, I, I guess the obvious reading is it's like just not trusting him because of you know the attempted assassination but i think she's like that before it's it comes out isn't she she's a bit a bit funny with him standoffish uh, yeah yeah she yeah. kind of holds people at arm's length but then it's really interesting to see you know how quickly look look at who in who is it in lacopolis that stays with the fourth doctor you know in in his mm. in his kind of you know, darkest hour kind of thing. She she elects to stay on that, and it's kind of you know covered over with this thing of, um, you know, you, you're my ticket out of here, which is a slightly illogical thing to say when when the other two were taken off in in the transport that brought them there. But but um, you know, there's something in her that I think that just uh, is protective of of people in their vulnerable moments, and you see it right from the off, um, and she covers it a lot in. Um, you know, sarcasm and, and 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 complaining and all the rest of it, but I think she's just a very um, there's a, there's a lot more nuance in the character than people would than a lot of people would would have you believe, and I, and I I just think she's yeah I I just think she's great, um, but but yeah, so so many good stories for her, and uh, when she, when she does depart in um, resurrection, I think that is handled well. You know that that business of when. It, when it stops being fun, you know, and 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 there's an anti Vanessa mention, you know, right, right at the end there. So, um, yeah. So so it's it's nice that she does get that sense of of, of completing a kind of a, 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 a thematic arc, I suppose. Of of um, uh, I, well, I'm not sure if that's the right phrase to to choose, but yeah, just just I think I think her send off is. Is is very, um, you know, it it's a gut punch. It it hits hard, and um, and that's partly because the character is so is so good. She she does have a bit of an arc retrospectively because like she has the thing about leaving temporarily. Is it time flight? Oh yes, that's true. Yeah, yeah. and that, and that's that's almost kind of like underlying that thing you said, Mark. Of she does shift. She does want to be there um, after a point. And she wouldn't have come back in Arc of Infinity if she hadn't had that shift. She would have just stayed on earth yeah you can see the hurt in her when, when that happens and that you know yeah. the, that last shot where she's you know with the two um pilots or sender you know i thought you were going with them and, and she says well well so did i but but the way she plays that line it, you can just see you know she, she just looks absolutely devastated like and it is it is this thing of just two two friends kind of running out on her you know it's it's, it's a very odd thing in a way and thankfully gets smoothed over um subsequently you know with with the the audio stuff and all the rest of it but um yeah you yeah, know i just I, I just think janet fielding is brings so much to the role um that wasn't there on paper and and actually these days it's kind of 
well, even then, it was you could absolutely see the chemistry between her and Peter Davison, and and, and uh, in particular, but but all of the the, the regulars, um, they, they were a real team. Um, they, there was actually a mention there last night, a subtle mention of the crowd, the crowd at Tardis in the episode, and uh, that was an, an accusation thrown right at the time. But I, I think um, it was an era where, uh, like that very first Tardis team with Ian and Barbara and so on, it, it was. Um, I, th- I think the, the the kind of four, the team of four, worked really well, even if some people had to sort of slightly recede into the background now and again. I, I think it, it it did sort of the the crowded Tardis thing. It did work well. It's something that has been sort of levelled at this era as well, particularly seasons eleven and twelve when we have three companions in the Tardis. Um, and it's you know if you can find something for all of these characters to do, then I think it works. And I think in you know, season 19, there were stories that gave every member of the TARDIS team to do. I think the visitations are standout of that. Everyone's got the role. No one's kind of sat in the TARDIS for half the story or yeah. the whole story as, you know, the case of Nyssa in Kinder and that kind of thing. Um, I'd just like to give uh, all the stories for Tegan. I'd actually like to give the uh, 40 box sets uh, from Big Finish a mention. And in... Um, in the Auton Infinity, which is set towards the end of the Fifth Doctor's era, there is this lovely sort of moment between the Doctor that's travelling through his own era and Tegan, where he sort of says, you've always been here, you've been the constant through this, this life. And I thought it was really, really nice um, of the sets to acknowledge that, that actually Tegan is a huge, huge part of the Fifth Doctor's era, an essential part, and she was there for near enough his entire lifetime. Oh, you've just reminded me, actually. So, well, first of all, um, that I, that's one of the very few I, I haven't heard yet, that second part of the 40 box set, and that's, that sounds like a lovely moment. I look forward to hearing that. But you've actually just, if it's not if it's not too much of a cheat, um, one of my very all-time fa- favourite stories that Big Finish ever did um, is Circular Time. And even though Janet Fielding isn't in it, um, there is Tegan does play a, an important role at the end, and and he's you know as he says, "Good to have you with me while I die." Um, so it just it just sort of echoes your point, you know that that there she is, it's the through line, and um, I find that very moving that she was kind of just just, just you know she, she was light years away, but the mental connection, the emotional connection, is there right at the very last seconds of, of of the fifth doctor's life you know and um and, and she's you know as he says she, she she doesn't know what he's doing in her mind but but she understands that it's important that she's ready to give her her life even you know for, and and um i just find that so and paul Cornell, cornell's writing would do that to you anyway it wouldn't matter who, who is but it was it it's um yeah yeah it just it, it is a bit of a cheat to throw that one in but because it's not technically a Tegan story, it's much more Nissa focused and whatever. But um, there she is anyway, and, and it echoes your your point about forty. You know what's what, what's said in forty. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's I, I, you know it, Tegan is absolutely the sort of definitive fifth Doctor companion. You know, fandom often says this. You know, well, you know this. You always associate a certain companion with each Doctor and. Uh, we said in um, 
an episode previously that Ace was very much the Seventh Doctor's sort of main companion, his defining companion. And I suppose you've got the same with the Second Doctor and Jamie and Third Doctor and Joe and the Sixth Doctor and Perry and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, Tegan was definitely the Fifth Doctor's sort of defining companion, the one that was there for all of the adventures or there near enough. Um, well, we have run out of time, so we shall leave it there. Um, but I will say thank you and goodbye to Mansour. Thank you. And thank you and goodbye to Mark. Thank you. And we will return for more spodcasting very soon. Goodbye now. Goodbye.